return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Good morning. Oh, we thank God so much for this morning. Um, We thank God for such an awesome day he has given to us. We always thank God for his providence and his kindness. <clears throat> One thing I always say is that it's always a great privilege to wake up another day. Hallelujah. Because it is one thing sleeping, it's another thing waking up. It's not normal or usual to sleep and wake up. Most often we take that for granted. We think, oh, I slept and obviously I'll wake up. So we set our alarm. So maybe I'll wake up at 6 o'clock, so you are, when, you, when you're going to bed, you set up your alarm around 6 o'clock a.m. And you're expecting to wake up at 6 o'clock a.m. But what if you sleep and maybe you, your alarm rings in heaven, and you realize that you're with the host of angels, you know. You realize that you are no more on earth. So um, we thank God for life, and we thank God that we are still part of the living. And if you are still part of the living, that means that God has an agenda for us today. Amen. And today I'm coming to share the word of God with you and I pray that by the time we are done with this morning, God would have lifted up your spirit to another level and had given you a deeper understanding of his word. Can we close our eyes and pray? Just begin to bless the name of the Lord. Just begin to thank him. If you can speak in tongues, just speak in tongues. Just lift up your voice unto God and just bless His name. Libronda saila coranda samashoni kradasi alvalosa. Rebado valo janda labrandis kunavandianda radoska randia supashayada. Randa bansinos krandi mandos ariandos karanda basianda sadihosha. Rabando zandi rakurandi bavaloza renda sadival radasianda kradosa dadadabaha. Lift up your voice unto Jesus. Lift up your voice. Saranda basaha. Rabando zadi kravadasiando labandi valo randi skurra babo. Zadihanda Randa Zini Makurenda Valoja Randi Skurra Bababai Indosaha Irakuni Saranda Saparandoska Padadabaha Randa Sali Kurunda Sanamandikunda Badabadabaha Oh God, we give you praise, we give you honor, we give you glory. For God is none about us, but it is all about you, precious Holy Spirit. Randa Sina Mavundi Randa Zakadoja Dadabaha. And this morning, Lord, you are going to speak to us like never before in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, take over, O God, and saturate this atmosphere with your presence. In the precious mighty name of Jesus, we've prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Hallelujah. This morning, I want to share something the Lord has laid on my heart with you. And I think it's very timely and very seasonal. Because um, I think it is something that now, in this dispensation, and in this season, is something that we are kind of taking for granted, you know. Yeah, um, now when we look all around us, there are a lot of events happening. A lot of things going on. We know, we've recorded of the COVID-19 
phase one, phase two, phase three, and I don't know whether even the phase four will be coming. And we've got different kinds of sicknesses, different kinds of events where there are tornadoes, where there are, I mean, flames, I mean, places are being bent and all these things, you know. And sometimes what we ask ourselves is that, and one thing that I really ask myself is that, what is really going on? <clears throat> what is really going on? And what are we doing as believers and as children of God? What is our focus and what do we want to see at the end of it all? Because when all these events happen, one thing I realize is that most often our, our whole mind and everything is fixed on our ability as men. It's fixed on what we can do as people. But most often we, we, we kind of push God and push his providence and push his power and push what he's capable of doing aside. And one thing I've gotten to understand is that whenever we get to rely on our ability and on our strength, things do not go well as we want to see them. For the Bible says, Therefore by strength shall no man prevail. That is the reason why God has given us the Holy Ghost. And that's why God has instituted us on this earth as children of God and as, and as Christians. One man of God I listened to said that, was talking about the battle axe of God. And he was saying that, why would you want to use your own arm to pull down a tree while there is an axe that can be used to cut down the tree? You know, the axe that is being used to cut down the tree is the Holy Ghost that God has given to you through his word to be able to break down every stronghold and to break down everything that the devil has held captive. So when we try to pull the word of God aside, when we try to push the Holy Spirit aside, when we try to depend and rely on our own strength and on our own ability, we become like the man who is trying to pull down a big tree. You try and try and try with your whole strength, with your whole ability, but nothing would be realized. Let's open our Bible to the book of James chapter 5 verse 16 to 17. The Bible says that therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous person is powerful and effective. Hallelujah. The Bible says for the prayer of the righteous person and we who are called the children of God by default, the grace of righteousness has been imputed upon us as children of God. Therefore we are the righteousness of God through Christ. So then, if we are called the righteous, then the Bible is making us understand from the book of James chapter 16 that the prayer of you, the child of God, the prayer of the righteous person is powerful. And not just powerful, but effective. Hallelujah. Meaning that when we stand on our knees, so when we stand on our feet and we go on our knees and we pray, something happens. Something should happen. It will be an error that you, that you spark your car. You step on the accelerator and the car is still standing at one place. Because when, it's, when, when you turn on the ignition and you step on the accelerator, you are expecting to go forward. But if you step on it and nothing is happening, the engine is running, but then the car is not moving. Then that means that something is going on wrong somewhere. It is not the normal, I mean, it's not the normal ability of the car to do that. The car is actually supposed to move forward when you step on the acceleration. And the Bible is saying that we being children of God, we are our prayers. 
when we speak, when we utter words into the atmosphere, when we communicate with God, and when there's transmission of communication between, between humanity and divinity, something happens, and that which happens is very powerful and very effective. And the Bible talks about a man called Elijah. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. Elijah was a human being. And I realize that most of you, we read the Old Testament and we see the power that God vested in these people and how they demonstrated the power and the authority of God. And we are amazed. And sometimes I ask myself that, can I live this kind of life? Can I possess this kind of power? And one thing that amazes me is that even them, the grace and the spirit of God was upon them. But with us, the grace and the spirit of God is within us. Therefore, God resides in us. That means that we are even more than capable of doing what the fathers did in the Old Testament. The Bible says that he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain for the land, on the land, for three and a half years. He prayed earnestly. I'm not here to really tell you the reasons why our prayers are not answered by God. But from here we can see something. He prayed earnestly. Meaning that he did not just stand and just expect things to happen. Or he did not just stand and just murmur some words and expect things to happen. But there was an Ernesty in his prayer. It was a prayer that was from a sincere heart. It was bubbling out of his heart. Prayer, as we see it, even though it's a communication, it is something that goes on within the heart. And anything that is a heart business is coupled with emotions. Therefore, when you are, when something is happening and you are praying for something to happen, you don't just sit down or you don't just stand and just say some words and expect certain things to happen, but you connect to God through Christ from the depth of your heart with honesty and things happen. Let's go to the book of um, 1 Kings chapter 16. The Bible talks about a man called Asa. Asa was the king of Judah. Ahab, son of Omari, became the king of Israel. And he reigned in Samaria for over, he, he reigned in Israel over, in Samaria over Israel 22 years. Ahab, son of Omari, did more evil in the eyes of the Lord than any of those before him. So in the, in, in, I mean, in Israel, a lot of kings had come. A lot of people had come and had ruled Israel, but it became a pattern that everyone who will come will do things that are worse off than even what the previous king did. And it is kind of interesting how we even see our leadership. It's like things are not really going well. So then we are, we pray that God should give us something. Someone who can now turn things around. Someone who will stand on the word of God and judge and lead his people towards the promised land. But it seems as though every time the kind of leadership that we get in our government, the kind of leadership that we get in our churches, the kind of leadership that we get in our schools, the kind of leadership that we are surrounded with, it seems as though our way of life and the way we do our things get worse every day as, things, as time goes by. And that was what was happening. Let me tell you, everything happening today has happened before. 
That's why when we read the book of Ecclesiastes, it says that there is nothing new under the sun. If you are seeing these things happen, oh, I can tell you something. It has happened before. And, it, and in the future, if Christ tarries, it might happen another time. But then when all these events are happening, always there are people, there are men who say that we are not okay with the status quo of the world. We are not okay with how things are going. Therefore, we must stand on our, we must stand on our feet and go on our knees and pray that something should happen. And they relent and they pray and they tarry till they see things change. If you do not pray till you see things change, if you do not pray till you see a change or a shift in paradigm, then you are not done praying yet. You must go back to prayer. Ahab did worse off than his predecessors. The people of Israel were crying for a better king, but a worse one king. And this person worshipped Baal. He had Baal temples where he had people who would offer sacrifices to Baal. And Baal was the god of harvest and the god of rain. Therefore, they thought that the god that they serve cannot give them rain. The god that they serve cannot give them harvest. So they will pray to a different god. Meanwhile, the Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy that, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. Therefore, serve no other god aside me. And when you read the commandment that God gave to the people of Israel, it says, I, God, I am a jealous God. Hallelujah. He picked the people of Israel to reflect and resonate his glory to the world. That through the people of Israel, people can come to see the power. They can come to see the potency in the God that they serve. But these people decided to tow the path of the world. They looked at what was happening all around them. They saw they had the Amorites, they had the Hittites, they had all these people around them. They saw they were practicing certain things. So instead of them affecting the world, instead of them affecting the people around them, they allowed the people around them to affect them. And unfortunately, that's one of the things that is happening in the body of Christ. It's as though, instead of us being the salt of the world and the light of the world to change the patterns of this world, we are allowing the things of this world to change our pattern and to change the way we think. And to change the way we do our things. So now, we don't really pay much attention to reading the Bible. We don't really have time to pray. We don't really measure things according to the word of God and according to the precepts of God. But we measure things based on what we see on social media. We measure things based on what we hear people say. We do things based on what we see all around us. But we do not base things, base our things based on what scripture is telling us. It's not about what we feel about scripture. It's about what scripture is communicating to us. Therefore, because of the many things that they were doing, they veered out of the precepts of God. They were really doing their own thing. And on top of it, this man got married to a woman called Jezebel. And Jezebel was a whole mood, a whole person. You know, and she had an immense effect on Ahab. Then in the book of 1 Kings chapter 17, a man appears. The Bible doesn't talk about this man, but all of a sudden this man appears from nowhere. His name is called Elijah. And now Elijah, the Tishbite from Gilead, said to Ahab, so that's the only thing, that's most of the things we know. I don't know whether other people know how Elijah was born, where he was born, but what I, what I know from scripture is that he appeared here. 
And said to Ahab, as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, whom I serve. So this man, I presume that this man has seen how things were going. Probably he was being prepared by God from somewhere. I don't know whether he appeared or whatever. But he had seen what was going on at that time. And this man was not satisfied with how things are going. This man was not satisfied with how the kind of, how the governance system was going. How people were behaving. How the attitude and the morality of the people had become so worse. So he stood on his feet and he said, as a man of God, as, as the Lord the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew or rain in the next few years except at my word. And I believe that when he said it, they thought this guy is just joking. We've seen it before. People say, so nothing is going to happen. And what he was saying, he was actually prophesying against what they, what they believe in. So I said that, the, 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 I mean, bow worshipping, they worship about for harvest and for rain. So that means if it doesn't rain, there will be no harvest. So if you are saying you have a God called Baal, then let's see whether it will rain. And let's see whether there will be harvest. And the Bible says that it didn't rain for three and a half years. Till Ahab had to rush back. Can we get to that point where the way we live our lives and how we stand on the authority of God can change the heart of kings and realign them according to the patterns of Christ for them to seek the face of God for them to understand that hey my ways are so evil my ways are so wrong I am supposed to be in line with the word of God because when things became tough when things became difficult when the king Ahab realized that no matter what they do though they had the prophets had prophesied and prophesied and prophesied they had done all the incantations nothing was happening he sought the face of God he went to Elijah and begged Elijah that there should be rain and at his word as he prophesied something happened the effective effectual prayer of the righteous man abided much this was a prayer can I tell you this was prayer because he was standing on the word of God and he made declaration. He connected to heaven and he spoke. And immediately he spoke, heaven picked it up, picked the signal, and then instantly provision was made for the prophet. So God said that, hey, go. So I think then the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Live here, turn eastward and hide in Kirite, in Kirite Raven, east of Jordan. You will drink from the brooks and, and I have directed the ravens to supply you with food there. Let me tell you, anybody who stands on the word of God will never lack provision in any way. Because this is the reason why we are. This is the reason why we are the children of God. And until we lift up our voices to heaven and make a declaration for things to happen, nothing is going to happen. Because if there is a man to pray, then there is a God to answer. 
if there is a man to pray, then there is a God to answer. Because I cannot lift up my voice and just speak whilst nothing happened. Because there is a God who watches and sees into the affairs of men. But he is waiting for a man to stand on his feet and make a declaration and pray for things to happen. Until we go on our knees and stand on our feet and pray, do not expect things to happen. Because man is the machinery of God. God works through men. Man is the method of God. Though God can do everything, but then he has empowered and equipped men to do. So when men sit back and don't do anything, nothing is going to happen. Hallelujah. And that is the reason why we are called the children of God. That is why we are the children of God. Things are going wrong. Things are going wayward. With this whole COVID things and those kind of stuff, sometimes I ask myself, if it had been in the time of Moses, if it had been in the time of Elijah, if it had been in the time of Elisha, if it had been in the time of these great prophets, what would they have done about the matter? The Bible talks about a man called Moses. The book of Numbers chapter, the book of Numbers, um, Numbers chapter 21 verse 4 to 5. It talks about a time when the people of Israel were traveling. They were going with God as usual. And then it, they started complaining and complaining, even complaining about the meat God, has given, God was giving to them. You know, you said you needed meat, you needed manna, God has given everything to you. Yet still, they were complaining. And as a result, the anger of God came upon them. And they started dying. Then all of then, so the people... They spoke against God and against Moses. On top of it, they spoke against God and against Moses and said, Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? And you know, one thing God doesn't like is when we question his integrity, when we question his ability, assuming that I am capable of doing this. And you try to point on my face that I am not capable. Because as they were complaining, as they were lamenting, they were belittling the potency and the power of God. They were saying that God, you say with your mouth that you are capable of doing these things, but you are capable of doing nothing. You brought us here and we are suffering. You brought us here this is what we are going through. And they spoke against the man of God. I don't know what they said. Probably they said a lot of things which, is, which are not recorded in the word of God. But the Bible says that they spoke against God and Moses. There is no bread. There is no water. And we detest this miserable food. Heavenly food, you detest it. You detest miserable food. You know, that is what we call familiarity. When we become so familiar with things, we take them for granted. The next verse. Verse 8. Verse 8. So... Okay, thank you. Then the Lord sent venomous snakes among them. They beat the people and many Israelites died. The people came to Moses and said, We've sinned, we sinned when we spoke against the Lord and against you. Pray that the Lord will take snake away, the snake away from us. So Moses prayed for the people. Moses prayed for the people. When things are going bad, when things are going wrong. You know, the Bible says that for the world is groaning. Earnestly. Seriously. Dangerously. For the manifestation of the children of God. Creation awaits us. 
Creation await us whenever things happen. Though some are worshipping other gods, though some are calling on Moses, some are calling, so, so, some are calling on Muhammad and other, other gods, Buddha and other, other things. But let me tell you, among all these, they are waiting for the Christians to do something. And the, one of the effective tools God has given us as children of God to change things in this world is prayer. So when things happen, as people are relying on other things, as people are relying on other ideologies, as people are looking up to other things, the people of God go and hide themselves somewhere. They go on their knees or they, and they begin to pray. They pray and they pray and they pray until something happens. I heard about a certain man of God. It is said that this man always pray like this. He will always go and just, I mean, inclined by the wall like this and pray and pray till something happened. When that man died, they realized that that wall where he, this man would always pray had gone inside. There was a man who prayed on his knees consistently when he died, when they went to his room. His knees had made holes within the, I mean, within the floor. It shows how men went extra mile to see things happen, to see things change. And during their time, things did change. But in our times, what is happening? We are relying on other things. So let's assume that if there was no technology, let's assume that if there was no science, let's assume that if there was not these things that we see today, what would we have counted on to see that God intervenes and change things in this world? I think that, and I believe that science is good. I'm a scientist. And I believe that medicine is fine. I believe that what science is doing and whatever is going on, the inventions and everything is good. But all these things should be secondary, but the primary thing should be seeking the face of God. So as we seek the face of God, and as scientists do their things, we Christians, we know our God, and it is Him that we turn to. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all other things. Seeking first the kingdom of God. And seeking the kingdom of God means that you are seeking that the presence of God, the power of God, the authority of God would be established. Because when we talk about a kingdom, there is a king. And within every kingdom, there is influence. The influence of the king, I mean, there is an influence that of the king that is robbed over the people. And within every kingdom, there is a culture. Every kingdom has its own culture, and when you talk about culture, you're talking about your way of life, how you dress, how you talk, and these things. There is a regular pattern that you can use to identify a group of people who belong to a group, a certain group of, I mean, who belong to maybe a certain ethnicity, or a certain country, or a certain group. And within the kingdom of God, people who carry the presence of God, what we do is that, whilst people cry, whilst people rely on their strength, What people do other things, what we do and what we know is prayer. We go on our knees and we pray. We pray and seek the face of God. We tell God that God, we are not happy with how things are going. Father, we've seen that this is going on and we, and things must change until we are dissatisfied with how things are going and ready for things to change. Nothing is going to change. Let me tell you, if you fail to pray, and you fail to invoke the presence of God, and you leave this earth, you go and meet the master, and he will ask you, I gave you every power 
I give you all authority. Say that all power and authority has been given unto me. Therefore, go. Every power that we need, everything that we need to effect this earth, to be the salt of this earth, to be the light of this earth, God has given to us. If you're not happy with how things are going, if you're not happy with how you are seeing things around you, go on your knees and pray. Pray till you see something happen. Pray until you see something happen. Sometimes I ask myself, how can a child of God go to a place of prayer, would hear nothing, and get out of the place of prayer, and it's okay? So now we have a group of people who go pray for like three hours. Pray, tongues, words, all the combinations. Some will pray in tongues for three hours, some will pray with words for three hours, or some will do even mixture. And at the end, with all the many prayers, God, they will hear God say nothing. And they will get up and they are fine. Ah, today I prayed. Hmm. Oh God. Today I prayed for three hours. It wasn't easy. Can't you see how I'm sweating? It wasn't an easy thing. But then when you ask them, what did God say? They didn't hear anything. Pray. And pray. To hear God say something. Because if you don't pray, if you don't pray to hear God say something, you are not done praying. It's like going to school. You are going to school to achieve, you are in the university to get a degree. If you don't put in all the effort and you go to the point when things become tough, it doesn't mean that because I'm tired, I must stop. You push and push and push. You write mid-stem, write exams, do everything. Sometimes things become tough. Sometimes you even see an F in some of your courses. You are heartbroken. You go and rewrite and you push and push. And the day when you are true, you pick your certificate and you are like, ha, ah, I've completed school. You must pray and pray effectively, earnestly, with all your heart, with all your strength, till you see that you have achieved that which you are praying for. To hear God say something. Till there is a change in the pattern of this world. So that thing which is there is gone. Until it is gone. You're not done praying yet. Until you hear God probably tell you that, my son, my daughter, the reason why this is going on is because of this. So stop praying. That is a different thing. But until you hear God say something, don't stop praying. Because God is counting on your prayer. Nations are counting on your prayer. People are counting on, on your prayer. Prayers can go where your feet cannot even go. If you stand up on our feet and we will pray that God, we want to see a change with your prayer, heaven will answer and things will change. Can we close our eyes and pray? Just lift up your voice onto Jesus and tell him that, just look deep down within your heart. What do you want to see changed? What do you want to see happen in this world? Is it the government? Is it the church? Is it your home? Is it your family? Is it your kids? What is going on? The Bible says, for the effective, effectual prayer of the righteous man evaded much. Lift up your voice and just pray to God. Just within one minute, just talk to him. That Father Lord, it's enough. I'm not okay with the status quo. Things must change. Things must surely change. In the precious, mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for listening to our prayers. We thank you for speaking your word to us. In Jesus' name. Let all saints say, Amen. Amen. God bless you.
Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylifeatbrookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.